Blog Talk Radio. Monday, September the 24th. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have another very special show for you this evening. This broadcast is being sponsored by Making It Happen Incorporating, Transforming Your Dreams into Reality. And I'm pleased to have co-hosting with me once again, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, who is the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. And Teresa, how are you this evening? I'm doing well yourself, Lisa. I'm just enjoying this fall weather again. It's a wonderful, wonderful day here in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, my God, isn't the weather awesome? This is one of my favorite times of the year. I love fall. Love it. I know. So do I. It just feels so good inside, and it's not too cold, not too warm. It's just perfect. Yeah, it's apple cider time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, this evening's program, we will be talking about celebrating life, embracing the now. We have a very special guest, um, another special guest joining us this evening, and we will be celebrating the life of Ms. Karshe Aki, who will be joining us in just a bit, and I can't wait uh, to talk with her and to have you all uh, meet Ms. Karshe um, this evening. So that's going to be really, really, um, it's going to be a good time. For those of you tuning in via the computer, please click on the Follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on upcoming broadcasts. Also, we are now available as a podcast, and it's free. So you can go to the iTunes store, Click on Podcast and type in A Date with Destiny. You will also receive future episodes as well as being able to take us with you wherever you go. You can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101 or you can leave a message via my website info at your dot net so teresa 
Yeah, um, yeah. Before we get started, I would like for, and you have to excuse my voice, it may go in and out a little bit. I was yelling at the Ravens game last night, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I kind of, you know, kind of yelled my voice away a little bit, but we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Uh, uh-huh. But before we get started with our guest, I would like for you to tell us about the upcoming event that we have going on in October. Yes, we're having a poetry and literary prowls event. Uh, this October 20th from 7 to 10 p.m., and it's going to be at um, Homewood Suites in Columbia, Maryland. And Mm -hmm. what I'd like to do is send uh, a notice out to anyone who is a poet or a fiction writer. Um, We're showcasing showcasing especially new talent. So if there's anyone out there who's ever wanted to write poetry or who has written poetry but has never really... Uh, spoken it out loud other than in a little room in their home, then you're the person we want to hear from. Or if there's anyone out there who, and there are a number of people I run into on a daily basis who have written books, um, but they haven't shared them with anyone. So if anyone out there fits that description, please do feel free to give me a call. And it doesn't matter how... um, you know, it's just as we talked about in the past, getting moving out of our comfort zone. So if yeah. there's anyone who has thought about it and thought maybe perhaps I should share but weren't sure, please give us a call because we're right now auditioning people uh, for the event. And they can reach me either through my web, through the website of Making It Happen, www.mihgroup.org, and or call me at 301-379-2709. Say that it's, number again. And, and the telephone number is 301-379-2709. So we're planning. It's, uh, the, some of the proceeds and donations will be used to help a nonprofit that specializes in really getting out the word of God and also um, helping children and people who are really struggling with their purpose and goals in life. So yeah. it would be phenomenal just to have someone, um, you know, come to participate or you know, you may just want to listen to some great poetry and all. We uh, we will just certainly have an, an exciting event, and I cannot wait. Um, for oh, it's going to be pretty week. awesome. It's going to yes. be pretty awesome because it's going to be hosted by yours truly. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, that's so um, you come on out. I would love to meet you. And also yes. we have a Facebook page, Making It Happen. Um, yes. You know, so you can go our, to our Facebook page and contact us that way too. So there's several different ways. Go to our website, um, mihgroup.org, or you can go to our Facebook page, um, and contact us that way, or you can give Teresa a call at 301-379-2709, and we can't yeah. uh, wait to hear from you. But come on out. Just come on out and meet with us anyway. We would love to meet yeah. with our, um, our listeners. And uh, so October, the what's the date again? October the 20th. 20th, and it's from 7 to 10 p.m. in Columbia, Maryland. There you go. There you go. So, okay, our last live broadcast, we talked about how to relax, relate, and release. So I hope the ones, everybody who's listened to that has, you know, really begun the exercise of practicing how to relax, relate, and release, enjoying where we are on the way to where we are going. And I touched a little bit um, on Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, Excuses Be Gone. Tonight... 
We have a special show, which we are calling it Celebrating Life, Embracing the Now. And I'm so excited about this segment. Um, Too often we don't take the time to stop and smell the roses. We tend to hold on to old hurts and habits, which hinders us from moving forward. And when we do pick up the pieces and move on, we don't celebrate the fact that we did it. We have moved past the mistakes that we made and are embracing the now. A Date with Destiny has decided to do a Celebrating Life segment once every other month to acknowledge someone who has been brave enough to move forward by starting with renewing their mindset and who starting to look at life uh, with a whole brand new perspective. I would also like to add that age is not a factor in acknowledging someone's progress. All too often we dismiss and overlook our young people. We shoo them away because they they haven't lived long enough to experience quote-unquote life. But in my experience in dealing with the younger generation, I can tell you that a lot of them have experienced so much more at so young of an age that many grown folk haven't even experienced. They face challenges today that we didn't have when we were young. So that brings me uh, to my very special guest this evening, whose life we are going to celebrate, Miss Karshay Aki. Karshay is an 18-year-old college student that has endured quite a bit of tragedy in her life already, which some of those things we will not discuss on this program. Um, About a year ago, Karshay tried to take her life. She was put on suicide watch and released, and has been released, um, and now she is doing exceptionally well. I wanted her to share part of her story because she now has the will to live and is working on putting the past behind her, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is worth celebrating. So without further ado, we welcome Miss Karshay Aki. Hello, Karshay. Hi. How are you, sweetie pie? Good. How are you? We're doing good. Teresa, you want to say hi to Miss Karshay? Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be an exciting show, and um, I just can't wait to get it started. And we just welcome you, Karshay. Thank you. Well, welcome to our show. First and foremost, first and foremost, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being brave enough to come on and talk about this very emotional issue. Um, And I want to just start off by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself, just a little bit. Okay, well, like you said, my name is Karshay. I'm a student at Stevenson University. I'm a psychology major. Um, I'm originally from Rochester, New York. I have five siblings and... Yeah, that's pretty much me. I was a cheerleader back in high school. It's still my passion. I love it. And I like to watch sports and hang out with my friends when I'm not working or studying. When you're not working. Okay, where do you work? Charlotte Roos at Annapolis Law. Oh, okay, very good, very good. And, um, Karshay, now you're 18, right? When will you be 19? When is your 19th birthday? November 10th. Oh, it's coming up. Yeah, I'm excited. I didn't, Huh? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I'm excited, too, yes, that you're here to celebrate another year. 
So, um, well, first, let's just get into, you know, the, the heavy part of it. Um, you, As you were sharing your story with me, you were telling me that you suffered from depression, right? Right. Now, when what do you believe triggered it, and exactly when can you pinpoint the time uh, that you realized that you were depressed? Um. The first time I was able to actually pinpoint it was my senior year in high school. It was the middle of my senior year, and my mom and I had gotten to a really, like, huge altercation, and mm-hmm. it ended up, um, I ended up having to leave my mom's house, that, who lives in Maryland now, and move back to New York with my aunt. And that just led to just a whole bunch of issues with myself. Like I felt abandoned and didn't love, not loved because of that. So that was when it all started. Okay, and that was what, about over a year or two years ago? A year or two ago, yeah. Yeah, and then what happened after that? What happened when you moved to New York? Um, well, when I moved to New York, I finished up high school and I decided that I wanted to come back to Maryland to go to college. So I came back to Maryland and I still had like those issues, but I didn't have anyone to talk to like I do now, so I just kind of kept everything to myself. And I just, like, I always felt alone no matter what, like no matter who I was with. And because I, like, felt abandoned and I didn't want to ever be left alone again, I ended up putting myself into some really just bad and unhealthy relationships all because I wanted to be loved. And I just I traded a little bit of pleasure for a lot of pain, and I was just being really unfair to myself. Wow! Did you guys hear that? I love that. Say that again. You you traded a little bit of pleasure for a whole lot of pain. Yeah. Yeah. And so and now it's up to you to let us know if you want to talk about it exactly. What led you to that point in your life when you just said, "You know what? I just can't do this anymore." <sighs> okay. Well. Like I said, it all started with my mom. Um, my mom and I, like, we never really had a good relationship to begin with. Like, it's getting better now, but it just, like, we were never, like, that TV show mom and daughter. It just, that just wasn't us. We always just had issues. And on top of that, um, I didn't really have a relationship with my dad or with that side of the family. So, mm-hmm. like I said, like, I just, I never... Because, like, when you think of parents, you think that, you know, that's the ultimate love. You're you're going to get love from them. And I, would, I didn't feel like I even had that. So then I would just, like, search the love in all these different people. And it was just, and then, like, a lot of them ended up treating me, like, the same way that my mom did. Like, you know, just mental abuse and verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. And that was all that I knew. So that's what mm-hmm. I settled for. And, mm-hmm. like I said, that's like the trading a little bit of pleasure for a lot of pain. So I didn't to put myself in all these horrible relationships, and then mm-hmm. um, I lost my sister um, mm-hmm. in November, yeah, November of last year, and wow. um, my sister was, like, my best friend, so mm-hmm. that was that was rough, and then, yeah. um, so on top of, like, not having a mom that was there, I didn't have my sister, and I didn't have my dad, and I just didn't Are you the oldest? Um, on my mom's side, yes. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like I said, then come like the whole the relationships, like in terms with guys, and that just that just wasn't looking good for me. 
at all mm-hmm. because um, I was just I was searching for happiness and searching for love and someone that couldn't even give it back to me. So right. like I'm like giving them all of this. I'm trying not to let go. I'm just I was just hurting myself in the process. Um, yeah. I ended up having two abortions, which was really hard for me because it was like I was really looking for love and. I, I killed that, so I ended up, like, having, like, suffering from all types of depression and anxiety because of that. Like, I really, I just never forgave myself for it. Well, I have, but I didn't then. So, right. yeah, that was, like, just bad relationships, a lot of things that I, that I did that I regret. Um, right. Bad relationship with my mom, it just, it just, like, my whole world just came falling down. Tumbling down, down. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Teresa, you and I have talked about that uh, so many times, how important it is that relationship with our parents, yes. you know, yes. um, especially with our, well, I'm not even going to say just our moms, but our moms first and foremost because, you know, they're the nurturers. We're the nurturers. Yes. You know, we nurture yes. the children. And then especially the dads, too, because especially in a girl's life and in a guy's life, you know the 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 father is the first man in our lives that we that we love that we learn how to love, and right. then if your father's not there, you know then that that causes a whole nother realm of issues and problems that we have to deal with. Right, and I think that as Karshay mentioned, as a parent myself, and you know having uh, grown up, and you can grow up with a perfectly good and normal uh, parent, you know, mother and father uh, structure or relationship and still have issues of abandonment. And I know growing up for myself, I mean, my mother was a wonderful parent, and but there were times when, you know, you felt like, God, is she paying attention to me, you know, or here I am, Mom, look over here. You know, maybe, as Karshay mentioned, I need some girl time or, you know, and as a result, what ends up happening is we build up within ourselves these walls. Yeah. And the wall is, you know, I'm just, you know, you just become bitter and disappointed yeah. because we yeah. all expect um, our parents to be and treat us better than someone yeah. outside. That's been the natural uh, progression. But I think we have a tendency, even as parents, to treat those closest to us, even good, well-meaning parents. The, we we can treat our kids harder, and it's it yeah. just out of a sense of, you know, they're we know they're not going anywhere, and they have our love 100. percent So yeah. that is a challenge, um, a challenge for parents, including myself as a parent, and having going through what I went through, and I was bitter, and I can recall myself sometimes talking out of turn towards my mother and not mm-hmm. being very respectful or polite towards her. And what I realized it was was that it was hurt and pain. Yeah. And that's usually, you know, and like why we act out. Yeah, it sets the stage for how we act, um, yeah. you know, as we become adults if we haven't really opened up and dealt with those issues. Yes, yes. And I know, too, a lot of times, um, you know, um, especially the mothers and daughters, you know, they're harder on the girls than they are on the boys. 
And mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I've heard over and over again uh, from different parents and different people is that, you know, mothers, you know, their their whole thing of being so hard on the girl is, well, I don't want you making the same mistakes that I made, you know. And then by them being so harsh, they're doing, they're doing, giving the opposite effect, actually. <laughs> you know, they're actually pushing them out there. Right. You know, so it has to be some type of balance there. Balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Miss Carchet, um, getting back to you, um, you said that now your relationship with your mom is better. Yeah, better. You said yeah, better, yeah. <laughs> or it's getting there. It's, it's a work in progress. It is. It's yeah. a work in progress. Um, and as time goes on, and as you heal, as you heal. It, it will even get better than that because, you know, you and I have talked about the art of allowing and which you are, you are trying to embrace and understand how that whole process works. But right. you'll, you'll see. You'll figure it out, um, you know. Um, as, and in time, like I said, you'll be able to completely forgive, <laughs> forgive yeah. all the people in your life that have hurt you. Um, right. And so we're, we're, you're working towards that now, and I can't stress enough, and you'll hear me say this throughout the program, I am just so proud of you. I yeah. am so proud of you. And that's yeah. why you're here, and that's why we're celebrating your life today. Um, right. And, um, Lisa, mm-hmm. just to make one point, and mm-hmm. I'm going to make this point, because this was very liberating and freeing for me, especially, and I just congratulate you, Carshay, for being so honest, because in my experience, the fact that you're going to be a psychologist, I'm going to yes. put it out there for you. Come on. You're getting the best lessons and experience that God could ever give you yes. in the sense that you're learning firsthand how to feel other people's pain, which is yes. a really a real strength when you're trying to help people. And one of the things that I learned, I remember, as you mentioned, the issues with my mom. Like I said, I had a You know, my mom was not mean. She was a great person. But there was these feelings of abandonment and not a lot of attention being paid. And I remember one day I I had kind of said something very snappy to my mother. And I was dating this guy at the time. And the guy looked at me and said, wow, I can't believe you're talking to your mother like that. And I had to analyze. I didn't even know I was acting out so to speak, right. in a negative way. But the pain was so deep that whatever is in the heart comes out of the mouth. And so right. I remember right. saying that, and one of the lessons that I remember, I asked God, I went to God, and that's what I always tell people in my experience, that when you don't have a friend, when you don't have a mother or a father that's doing what you want, or when a job isn't performing in the ways that you want, if you have a strong sense of God... He really will help you and direct you through all of that stuff that we call life. And one of the lessons that that he gave me is he told me, and I'll never forget this, he said, your parents are people too. Too, yeah. They just happen to be your parents. Your parents, that's right. And that was so liberating for me intellectually because we always try to make our parents to be like this great God and they can't fail and they always have to do everything perfectly, and they've yeah. got to love me under every set of circumstances. But life happens to even parents that yeah. they've got to deal with and contend with. But when yeah. he told me that they're just parents, they're people too, they just happen to be your parents, parents I right. had, you know, that where you're searching on that the aha moment. Allowing, 
that that aha moment and the art of allowing. I allowed my mother then to be exactly. who she is, and I accepted her. That's the exactly. art of allowing. Is I accepted yeah. my mother as she was and loved her unconditionally. And she didn't owe me anything at that point. Why? Right. Because she was a person, too, with all of her issues. From my vantage point, because my siblings may, and you'll find this out, too, they have a different perspective on it. Sometimes people think, right. well, you're crazy because we don't see it that way. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I think actually the other part about it, it is how you as an individual that God created you to be feels about it. He causes yeah. each of us to react differently. So, you know, I I think that really helped to liberate me. And from that point forward, once I released that and understood it intellectually, I was able to have a really, really great relationship with my mother, better than I thought I would have ever had in my life. Right. And, you know, too, some parents will give you that impression that they're perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. and that that puts a lot of pressure on the child to live Mm -hmm. up to the, the standards of Mm -hmm. perfection, and, you know, Mm -hmm. that can backfire as well. So, Teresa, Mm -hmm. you're so right um, as far as the liberating. It is very liberating to see that, oh, wow, my mom is human, or, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. my dad is really human after all, you know. Mm -hmm. um, So you'll you'll find that, crochet that, you know, as you continue to grow, your mom is human, and they do, she, you know, she, just like everybody else, makes mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. but you don't live your mom's mistakes. You have to live your own life and, and you know, mm-hmm. and move on and forgive. And we'll get to that yeah. point. Um, yeah. We'll get to that point, too. But I wanted to ask you um, from the standpoint of uh, you said that you had two abortions mm-hmm. and the fact that the abandonment issues, um, the 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 father, I guess, of the child that you, you know, um, decided not to keep. You know, I know all of that played a part to have you, to lead you. I guess that was your breaking point, that's what I'm trying to say. Was that your breaking? Was that the thing that, you know, the nail in the coffin, the thing that said, you know what, I can't do this anymore? Yeah, that was it. That was it? That was it. Okay. And so how do you... But what was the turning point for you as far as uh, what made you decide that you wanted to live? I guess let's just put it out there. What was your turning point, you know, to say, you know what, I can do this. I can survive. I am somebody. I'm going to be somebody. What, 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 where did that happen? When did that happen for you? Um. Well, hmm, let's see. Um, well, I read your book. After I read your book, Destiny Awaits, um, there is, like, a chapter in there dedicated to, like, like what your destiny is and how your destiny is basically, like, what you love to do forever. Mm-hmm. So um, I was, like, because, you know, like, little exercises, so I was writing it down and everything. And then um, I remember um, a guy that I was involved in, I was having a conversation with him, and he told me um, that I didn't deserve his love because I didn't love myself. And I remember now, say that I was, again. Who told you that? Just the guy that I was involved in in okay. school, mm-hmm. involved mm-hmm. in school. And mm-hmm. after he that said again. that, he mm-hmm. said that I didn't deserve his love because I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. And after he said that, like, I was so hurt. And I was like, how could you ever say that to someone? And then I remember, I, I think I texted you or I called you, and I was just so upset about it. And you were like, well, you can't change how other people feel. So 
So I feel like that was a big turning point for me because at that point, that's I think that's kind of like when I found out who I was. Like mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, like I'll tell people, oh, I don't express my feelings or I don't I don't express love. But that that really like opened up the door for something new because I was like, you know, how could you ever say that to someone? And then I was like, you know, I could never be that. And that's when I said, like, I want to be that person that loves the person that doesn't love themselves. I want to be the person that helps the person that feels like they're lost or like they're empty. And then that's when mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, um, that's that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm living for because I've been through a lot. And you don't just go through this stuff just to die. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. I was like, you know, this is mm-hmm. like this is what I was here for, like all this hurt, um, me mm-hmm. not deserving other people's love. It just opened up my heart to give more love to people. Wow. That's excellent. That's excellent. Wow. That is awesome. That is beautiful. And so now it's been, what, about a year, Crochet? Um, almost, yep, almost a year. I remember. Crochet actually um, is my mentee. I, I became her mentor um, about, was it, I don't know, has it been a year? It hasn't been a year, has it? I think it's been like half a year, maybe close. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, maybe about half a year because I know it was. Was it your last semester? I don't know. Over it was the, last semester, it, so it was about a okay. year. Okay. Well, and you were friends with my daughter. That's how you could. Yes. You, you you were talking to Megan, and she told you. She asked you if you you know if she could tell uh, me about you, or did you want to talk to my mom? Is that how? Is that what she said? Yeah. I don't um, really remember. Yeah, I was just, like, kind of talking to her, and this was, like, after the whole suicide attempt, and I came back to school, and um, my, Megan and my other friend, TJ, like, they were, like, they really helped me through it, like, through it all. So I was talking to Megan, and she was like, you know, you should just talk to my mom. And at first I was really loved because I'm like, I don't know her. Like, I'm not about to right. talk to her. And then right. she was like, no, it's okay. And I remember she had gave me, um, after I had the abortion, um, the first abortion, I was, like, really upset about it. And I went and talked to her about it, and she gave me your book, and she told me to read a chapter, this forgiveness chapter, because I wasn't right. forgiving myself. She was like, well, you read part of her book. I'm like, okay, fine, Megan. And then that's when you came in the picture. Yeah, because I remember when she came to me that evening, one evening, and she said to me, Mom, you know, uh, she told me about you, the whole situation. And I think she lent you her book. I think that's what yep. happened because I, when she told me, I meet, it was in the evening. It was like 8 or 9 o'clock in the evening, and yeah. I called you on the phone, and we started talking. And from that point on, you know, I just felt compelled. I said, you know what, what are you doing right now? Can I come see you? And I want to give you your own copy. So I got in the car, and I came to see you on campus, and we sat and we talked and we prayed, and I gave you a copy of the book. And I tell you, it was just like, you know what, I knew from after, you know, I saw you that you were definitely going to be okay um, from that, you know, from that point on. And, of course, tell me how, how, now how has it been for you Has it as far as, you know, you're moving forward? Um, do you find that you, it's easier for you now or the challenges are greater or what? Tell me in your own words. Um, I think the challenges are greater, but it's also easier because um, before, like, I didn't have someone, like, I didn't have a mentor that I could talk to or I didn't have a book that I could go back to. I didn't have 
a website full of affirmations that I can read mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can just help me through it. But now I do. So, like, when those things do come up um, and I do start to panic, I just send you a message on Facebook or I just go <laughs> read that. <laughs> or I just, like, go read the affirmations and it just makes, yeah. it just helps me, like, just deal with it. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, Teresa, you said something very significant and profound, too, um, and I shared this with Carchet several months ago that, you know, life gives us a lot of times, um, a lot of trials and tribulations, but it's not, it's everything is for a reason. And when she told yes. me that she wanted to be a psychologist, she wanted to be a psychologist, I said, oh, my God, that's it. You know, that's why you were allowed actually to go through the pain of what you went through, because in order for you to be a good psychologist, you have mm-hmm. to have lived and experienced something. So when you go to nurture and mentor someone else that's been through, you you can actually say, I've been there, I've done that, I know exactly where you are, I know exactly how you feel, and you too will be able to then help that person up and help that person along. Right. And that's, and that, that's, how, that's how it works. Right. And the key is is to still be standing. That's yeah. the blessing, Karshay, is that through it all, you are still standing and you're standing strong and taller than ever before. And that's yes. such a blessing. And sometimes we go through life and we, we're we so concerned with, you know, finding the perfect love from a guy or or, or, or or a woman or finding the right, you know, the right job or making the right amount of money or having the best kids. We're concerned with a lot of these things. But what I'm learning as I mature is the relationship building the more we can pour ourselves into others, that's the stuff that really matters. You know, in the end, I have a, a client who's like 90-some years old, and he tells me, and I ask him daily, I said, when he was a very successful, very accomplished man, you know what he says? In the end, what matters is love. And I'm pouring real, true time and love into one another. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, are you guys still there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, because I, I thought I heard a click or something. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Um, and, Karshe, I, I wanted you to actually tell us um, when Teresa started talking about the love and everything, and um, do you now feel like you're loved? Do you have love in your life? Oh, my gosh, yes. And Good. sometimes it is so overwhelming. And um, not so much like the love that I'm receiving that's overwhelming, but just the love that I have in my heart. And sometimes, Aww. like, I'll just be sitting in bed and I'm like, I went through all of this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I have to help someone right now. Then I'll just text them, like, are you okay? Because it's just there. And like I said, it's just so overwhelming. Like, sometimes it's like I'm going to explode. So, oh, wow. It's, like, it's a good feeling, though, and I like it. I appreciate it. Oh, that's awesome. And see, I told you, you have there's a purpose in your life and you have you have awakened to that purpose and I just yeah. can't again tell you how proud I am of you. Um yeah. tell me where you are now as far as the relationship thing goes. Cuz I know sometimes that's harder to that's a bigger that's a bigger challenge to overcome um you know in our lives, but you know, we go from bad relationships to sometimes worse relationships. But where are you with that as far as where you were a year ago? Um, I'm in a lot 
a much better place. Um, well, for the relationship with my mom, like, it's it's getting there. Um, I'm working on it. And because mm-hmm. I've changed so much, like, the things that used to bother me don't. So yeah. that, that really helps. And then yeah. after the relationship, like, with guys, um, I'm good. I'm, like, I'm actually proud of myself because um, I had to forgive myself and forgive them. Yeah, that was not easy. Like it yes, was, I know. It was not easy, and but I did what I had to do. Like I deleted numbers, I deleted mm-hmm. my Twitter account. Like I just things that I didn't need to be exposed to anymore, so that I could move on. I did that, and I took that step. So it's like wow. know, now, yeah, now I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not looking for a relationship with a guy right now or, like, a um, committed relationship right now. I'm just, I'm trying to be happy on my own and then Yay. whatever yeah. comes, comes. Yeah, you. Gonna... That is awesome, Carche. Yeah, that's that awesome. That is very, that, uh, that's wonderful. Oh, my gosh. I am just so happy for you. Thank um, you. And you know what? Since I have entered into your life and you have become my mentee, and I have seen a definite growth in the last few months, and I'm just so very proud of you. You you are very inquisitive, uh, trying to figure this whole thing called life out, which, to be quite honest, so am I. <laughs> we are all a work in progress, but I admire the way you have started putting the pieces of your life back together. It takes courage and strength to do that. And as long as I have breath in my body, I will be here to try and answer any questions that you may have in order to help you along in your journey. You are going to be very successful in your life. As a matter of fact, you are already successful. You have succeeded in conditioning your mind to want to live, and that is something to celebrate. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I am proud. And if I had, I, yeah. I have to add a, a clap thing onto this so I can start <laughs> the, the, the clap soundtrack, okay? Because right now we're all <laughs> clapping for you. <laughs> yeah. And Karshay, do you write at all? Write? What do you mean? Write? Like write anything? Are you a writer? Yes. I would encourage you to write as much as you can about anything. You'll start to hear more and more, but open yourself up to possibly writing your own book or your own story or your own piece to help someone. But I feel very strongly that that's something that God has birthed into you as well as being a writer. And you do not have to wait until you graduate college to do that. I would start making it happen now. I would do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there anything else, Ms. Carchet, that you would like to share with us? Um. Well, nothing I like to share, but I like to say thank you to you. Aww. I'm gonna get emotional. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um, thanks to you and Megan. Um, Aww. you both just helped me a lot, and Aww. you gave me the love that no one else could. So I appreciate. Aww. Oh, girl, don't you dare make me cry on this radio program. <laughs> Yeah, you are so absolutely. welcome. And, and you know, I'm going to tell you something. Um, it was meant to be. Uh, your yeah. life is special. 
and um, it was just meant to be, and we are both here for you. Now you have Teresa. Teresa's here for you, and um, we're going to, we're here. We're just here, and it helps. Oh, it helps. It helps to have someone else that you can turn to. See, y'all going to make me start to cry when it's ready to show you. (laughs) (laughs) It really helps to have someone that you can share with and talk to. And and the most important thing for me, guys, is this is it. This is the key. I want everybody listening to hear this. Not only does it help to have someone else to, to be there, but it helps to have those who are not going to judge. Mm-hmm. not going to judge us mm-hmm. for the things that we have done in our lives. Yeah. Because truth be yeah. told, if you go to some people's homes, girlfriend, and you open up their closet, it's going yeah. to be a ton yeah. of bones falling out and rolling all over yeah. the floor, okay? Yeah. So not yeah. one person on the face of this earth is is free of uh, of, of mistakes or free yeah. of falling down. Okay, so don't you ever let anybody look at you and and think that, you know, you are unworthy of this or you are unworthy of that because you know what I told you about that. You are worthy because you are a child of the most high God, okay, and I don't want you ever to forget it. All right, Teresa, do you have anything else to say to her before we let her go? No, I just, I am just so grateful just having this conversation with you, Crochet, because you are so poised. You're so uh, smart, you're yeah. poised, and you're so together, far more together than I think you could ever imagine for yourself. And I'm just happy that you're on. You have been pointed now, thanks to Lisa's guidance and direction, to take and to assume what all God has for you fully. And I, I'm just, I just, I, I already see you as a psychologist. I yeah. already see you doing what you love to do and being very, very successful at it. So I would just yeah. challenge you to continue on moving forward in the direction and on the path that God now has you on. And thank you so much for sharing so that you can yeah. help someone else. Thank you for having me. It really yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I I just want to thank you again, Miss, for coming on and sharing with us. We are both very, very proud of you, and we look forward to great things coming from you. On this day, on this day, September 24, 2012, we celebrate you, Miss Carchet Ikea, and the great things that you have already overcome, and thank you. Thank you again, and may God continue to bless you and keep yeah. you. We love you. Thank yeah. you, too. Yeah. All right, baby. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that was Miss Carchet. Oh, was that, that my was powerful? Excellent. Girl, where's that my fan? i got to get my church fan. <laughs> <laughs> that was powerful. And, you know, it's just... She's not the only one. Um, there are so many others out there that are in so much pain. Yeah. Um, and I I can speak from experience. Um, I understand that pain. I understand yeah. it. I, I've gone through not the part of the suicide because I've never gotten that far, but I understand the hurt, how it how it feels not to feel like you're loved. 
and not to feel like you're wanted and always to feel criticized and you're not good enough and so on and so forth. So I encourage anyone out there who is listening, there are young people in your path. There are young people around you, someone that you can put your hand on. And and, and sometimes all it takes is a conversation, Mm -hmm. a conversation just to let them know that they are somebody. They just Mm -hmm. need someone to listen. Mm -hmm. They just need someone to listen. So I encourage folk to... uh, you know, pay attention to the young people around you. Um, yeah. I know my husband coaches track, high school high school track, and, you know, and years, several years ago, he's been doing it for quite some time now, but one of the things that blew me away was the fact that there were kids that were in school, you know, uh, keeping good grades and running track that were homeless. I was like, how can that be? I mean, am I that naive to not, you know, does anybody else know that that's out there? You know, I was like, what? They're what? You know, so you never know who is around you, who your friends are talking to, um, or your children's friends are talking to. But I just encourage you, please, you know, take the time out to reach out to to the youth because they really are our future. Yeah, yeah. And like I said before, I think we've become a culture of being too busy for what's what's really what is really important and what really matters, and that is forming our relationships, not only with our family but also with our communities, and reaching out to help someone other than our just immediate circle at times. You know, yeah. um, I like to say kudos to you, Lisa, because. You really, you know, typically people just want to, as long as their little circle is okay, that's as far as it goes. But the fact that you reached out to this young woman and that God put purpose in your heart to help her and to meet her at the need, that, you know, now what you've done is you've created another village of someone who's going to be able to step in and save and help some other young woman or person. So, you you know, really, really that we continue to do this as a, you know, as we're down here on earth, I think this is what God intended when he when He told us, brothers, is that we love ourselves. And the yeah. second commandment is this, is that, you, you know, you, you have to love others as well. Yeah. And, you know, that leads me to talking just briefly about our nonprofit organization, Teresa, Life in the yeah. Word. Um, yeah. And I just want you to, uh, well, one of the things that I love about the, the nonprofit is it does just that. It allows us to reach out to the community. It allows us to reach out to the young men and women, and not just young men and women, but just people, period, people who are hurting, people who are in need. Um, we provide all types of services for them, and we are um, uh, working towards getting connected with other, other organizations who are doing the same that might not be able to uh, might not be able to to uh, or doing the thing that we are doing like our niche but they have their mm-hmm. own niche so we're creating different partnerships and relationships and we're always accepting donations um mm-hmm. you know uh to help us in our quest to help mm-hmm. our young people to help our brothers and our sisters 
So mm-hmm. if you could just briefly talk about the life-giving word uh, nonprofit piece, just you know, real briefly, because okay. um, I would yeah. like to, I would like for our listeners to know about that, and maybe, maybe there's someone out there who would like to join us in our quest, you know, and that's another way that you can reach out to us too, and we would love to have you. So Teresa, if you could tell us a little bit. Yes, the Life Giving Word Ministries. It's a religious nonprofit organization, and the goal of the the mission of Life Giving Word is simply to touch lives through the spoken word of God. We believe that the spoken word of God will equip man to live a fulfilled life in mind, spirit, and body. And so there are a couple of components. One is there is a Bible study that focuses on understanding, and we believe God's word. And then Related to that is also understanding motivational theory. I think that in our school system, there is we're taught like the basic stuff, but we really aren't talk about, talking talk, taught about ourselves, man, what what man man's purpose here on earth, what he was created to do, and what motivates man. And then the second component focuses on a multicultural approach, and we like to call it it takes a village, and the cultural center focuses on teaching good principles that, again, based on God's word, but that also help our young adults and also some older uh, persons to really delve into what it is they were meant to do here. And then we take them on a 12 foundational phase program to help them get out of life what they were, what God intended for them to get or what their purpose is. So that's Mm-hmm. what the organization is about. And if anyone wants to send us information, we do have a website. It's www.lifegivingword.org. Please feel free if you want to volunteer or if you want to send a donation or if you just want a little bit more about the organization, please feel free to give us a call. Yes, and or tell us a little bit about our men's, our men's group, our men's organization, well, Wise Men of the, the New one, Millennium. Yeah, so we started, I guess it's been a couple months ago, which um, actually Lisa's husband and my brother-in-law, Thomas Hardy, and also Leroy McKenzie, Jr., uh, they started a men's group, and it's called the Wise Men of the New Millennium. And and typically what happens with men is they kind of, beyond sports, that's kind of all we think about our fathers, our boyfriends, our uncles, our aunts. But men have issues, too, that are can only be discussed amongst men. And so right. that's what this group does. It meets once a, I think it's every other month, and mm-hmm. they just get together to talk about issues facing them. And not only to discuss those issues, but also to formulate strategies to help the younger men in the communities or older men yeah. as well, but primarily the younger men, because we need to set and be the example for our kids. We yeah. can't look to the government to be our example. We need to be that example. And so yeah. that's the goal of the wise men of the new millennium as well. It's wise men of the new millennium making it happen. Yes, making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of the things I'm I'm just so proud of the fact that this group, this particular group, um, it's always good to see men come together and and you yeah. know just be men. And whatever yeah. they discuss in the in the meeting, it stays That's in the meeting. Yeah. So um, I would encourage you know I like you whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But I would yeah. encourage and now wait before you know we go there. There's no you know dance dancers yeah, or any that. women no. popping. Not a cake or anything like that. Yes. So for the gentlemen that are listening, don't y'all get too excited because it's not like yes. that. <laughs> 
But uh, we would encourage you, like Teresa said, to go to our website and if you are interested in learning more about that particular branch of the nonprofit yeah. organization, and that's Life Giving Word, www.lifegivingword. Is it dot org? Dot org, yeah. Dot org, okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's uh, we would just encourage you to do that. Um, so I will leave you with this. Oftentimes we find ourselves still living in the past. We still see that little boy or that little girl of yesteryear. We can still envision every hurt and pain, every negative thing that was aimed at us, and more often than not, it was undeserving. Some were blamed for just existing, and the powers that be in our lives made it seem like it was a privilege for you to be here and should be thanking them for that privilege. You may have been told that you were that you would never amount to anything, you were unlovable, you will always be where you are in life, lazy, dumb, it was your fault for being born, and there wasn't a day that went by that they reminded you that you weren't that they weren't too happy that you were here. If that sounds like you, trust me when I tell you you are not alone. There are thousands of people out there who have had traumatic childhood experiences, and even though they are they are adults now, remnants of the negative things that happen in their youth replay in the recesses of their mind. The way we were raised has a very big part in how we treat our own children and how we proceed in the world. Some are able to put the past behind and keep it there. Others, it takes a bit more to shake off the shackles of yesteryear. We have been conditioned to think the way we think. The good news is that we have angels to help us along the way. They are here to help guide us to a better life. I know I have had many angels along in my journey, and they are still there ready to assist me whenever I need them. For me, I believe my late grandmother was an earth angel and now in her heavenly state whispered in the ear of my other grandmother who is still here, who has become an angel to me in this last leg of my journey. And you know what? She gives me the same message at times. Be patient. Yes, we do get impatient at times. And as they say, Patience is a virtue, and that's something that we have to tackle sometimes on a daily basis. But you will see as you continue to live and breathe that it does become a bit easier as time goes on. It just helps to have someone on the other end to keep reminding us of that. I know for me it was my late grandmother, the Reverend Isabel Dorsey, who was always telling me about patience. That's why when that song came out years and years ago called Better Days by Diane Reeves, I was blown away because it was as if she knew my story. And then I thought, wow, in this instance, my story is everybody else's story. I will leave you with a part of the song that goes like this. What she told me would mold me and hold me together inside. She said, All the things you ask, you will learn someday, but you have got to live in a patient way. God put us here by fate, and by fate, that means better days. She said, child, 
We all are moons in the dark of night. Ain't no morning going to come till the time is right. Can't get to better days unless you make it through the night. You've got to make it through the night. Yes, you do. Oh, you will see those better days, but you've got to be patient. And that's what Grandmama said. And you know what? When you do, what a celebration that will be. That concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And uh, I want to, as always, shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me and also to my Facebook family for listening in as well. Once again, a big thank you to Ms. Karshay Aki for being so brave to come on and to share her story with us. We really love you and appreciate you, Karshay. Ms. Teresa Hamilton, girl, what would I do without you? Thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. For knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Thank you, Teresa. Once again, uh, next week, next week, please tune in, October the 1st at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.